Welcome to the Strategic Marketer Podcast, where we talk about strategies, tactics, and practical steps to help you become a more strategic marketer. I'm your host, Joseph Lewin, and today I'm speaking with a good friend, Michael Marr. Michael is an entrepreneur, and he runs a service agency that helps companies sell their products on Amazon. Now, the focus of this podcast is for B2B marketers. And part of being a good B2B marketer and growing as a marketing leader is hiring a marketing team. And so what I'm going to talk about with Michael today is his unique perspective on hiring a marketing team, how to find and hire marketers. And at his agency, he's constantly finding and hiring good talent to serve his customers better. And so we're going to discuss both how to find the right people for the right type of role and and kind of how to identify what level of marketer you want to find and recruit. And then number two, some of the pitfalls of interviewing and how you can ask some better questions to find people who are going to be a good cultural fit. So with that, let's jump into my conversation with Michael. All right, Michael, when you're hiring a marketer on your team, should you prioritize their fit for the specific role or their likelihood to grow into new roles as your company grows and expands? I think it really depends upon the stage that your business is at. If it's a smaller organization and you're you're in growth mode anyway, I would say the person that's going to grow into that right role because you have time. If you're a little bit more established, if you're, I mean, I guess you're at, at a certain point, first 10 years of your business, probably always in growth mode or you're wanting to be in growth mode. But I think- yeah. Um, you know, the earlier on in the business, the more you can help craft that person, that marketer to be who you want them to be, as opposed to mm. if you're, you know, four years in, uh, you're trying to hit a million or two million or whatever your goal is, I don't know. And you really need someone that can execute right away. Um, I think that that person really needs to be a better fit for the role. And, w- and what I've said and how I've thought about um, different people that I've hired, account managers from my agency. Sometimes I'm like, I know we can train this person. We have the capability, we have the time. And then other times I'm like, I need someone that can come in, review the clients and get going. And so that yeah. it's kind of the stage of the business that really determines that. So if you are hiring somebody and, and they're going to be more of that growth role, you know, you're looking for somebody that's going to be with you for a few years and you you understand that you're not going to necessarily get them ramped up from sure. day, day one. What are some of the qualities that you look for, you know, and how did, and then how do those qualities, how do you prioritize those qualities versus the skills, the actual skill set that they currently have? I mean, you have to know company culture or the word culture is something that's thrown around a lot. And um, I mean, it really just means the environment of the company. Are, are people open? Are people closed? Are people welcoming or are they standoffish? Are people, you know, whatever the case might be. But um, I think you have to know what your culture is. And if your culture is more cutthroat, shark-like, it's like, hey, we, we got to get this stuff done. They need to be able to handle a fast-paced environment. They need to be super competitive. If it's a more laid back environment, I think you have to really know and be honest with yourself about what your company culture is. And that could mean calling in an outside consultant to 
take surveys on you know anonymous surveys on your team to see what problems and issues there could be um, and actually get serious about you know get serious about company your company culture and having it be a desirable one but I think you just have to know what your culture is and 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 then say is this person a good fit for the environment that we've created because I believe most skill sets can be taught uh, you know the the level of mastery that that person has over it may vary but I believe a lot of that skill can be taught if someone's you need especially someone I would say that fits in the culture but the second thing and just as important would be maybe adaptability or their their ability to learn if they already think they know yeah. everything it's going to be very difficult to teach that person something I I think we've all experienced either a friend a family member or someone on a, on a team that already knew everything and is always saying I know and you can't you can't get anywhere with those people so they already know everything yeah that's not fun <laughs> but but I would I would say it is to to clarify that it's having someone that fits within your company culture actually knowing what that is like um, being honest about that and then someone that has a desire to learn and grow in the skill set and they could even be they could be a mid-level yep. person, but say, hey, I want to really master this. They have to want that. So maybe even be a little hungry and a little bit entrepreneurial, mm -hmm. especially if you're in a smaller organization. That I think is what's going to put the right person in place. Skill set, they, they can learn, I think, more about that. And that's why there's so many... That's a lot of ways that I've learned and that you've learned is by reading great books and by listening to other entrepreneurs and other people who know what they're talking about. So what are... What are some of the qualities, uh, you know, you're, you're talking about company culture and I understand that that's going to be unique, but for you specifically, what are some of the character qualities or characteristics of people that have really moved the needle for you? And maybe they didn't have as much of the skill set, but you've seen the value from specific characteristics. I, I, the type of people I like to work with are people that like to have fun. And, and what I mean by that is they can interweave jokes with serious work or can you can make a quick um some, say something witty but then get right back to what this serious thing is without missing a beat it's not like they have to change okay now i'm in joke mode now i'm in um serious mode so they need to have some adaptability there and they just have to be kind of more fun loving people if, if they're not they're not going to work well in our environment because and I, I wouldn't say we don't take ourselves too seriously. There are times when we when things are very serious, but at the end of the day, our our goal overall is to have a positive impact. It's not necessarily to get the most revenue here or hit this number and be the best person in this thing. It's to have a, a good positive impact on on the world. And then each person's gonna have their own micro level impact that they're wanting to have. But that's really what I'm looking for, someone that is I would say relatable, approachable. If they're really, if they're really more, they could even be quiet um, and introverted. I'm obviously very extroverted, and so I don't need five of me on a team. It would be kind of overwhelming. Right. I need a varying degree. <laughs> a little yeah, chaos. it would be very chaotic. So I need a, a varying degree of people. But someone that's introverted can work because even when you get to know introverted people, they will start to reveal more of their personality and get comfortable with you. Um, and yeah. And, 
you just don't need you don't need a bunch of introverts you don't need a bunch of extroverts i think you need uh, a mix if you want to talk about diversity diversity of, of personalities i think can really set a team up well because you've got the mm. visionary leader you've got the person that brings in comic relief you've got this person that um, is good at organizing stuff once the leader turns it over so you, you got to have a mix of those personalities and then what are some characteristics with people that you've either hired or didn't hire that were kind of glaring glaring problems? I guess if it's somebody you hired, you probably overlooked it. But, um, you know, what are some characteristics that make you want to run? One of the things, and I, I, think, um, I think a lot of problems that we have as, as humans uh, ultimately stem from pride. And uh, I mean, I'm getting a little bit deep here, but I think any situation where you have a misstep or um, something goes wrong, I think there's a level of pride. And what I mean by that is, let's say, um, you know, you take on a project more on your own and you don't work with other people. That's prideful because you're telling yourself my ideas are, are the best and I'm going to be the one that can do this. Other people can't do what I can do. That's There's a level of pride there. And I think you have to have some level of th- taking pride in something is different than having pride. Um, you have to mm. be proud about what your capabilities are, um, but also know that you're, you're a cog in the wheel. So... Um, I mean, and you could even say someone who cheats on their wife, they have pride that they believe um, I'm I'm above rules and regulations or whatever, you know, the marriage contract that I signed. And so I can do whatever I want. That's pride that's um, that's stemming yeah. there. So when, when that applies to people that I've hired, one of the things that I hear people say that makes me very skeptical, uh, and I know I probably even said this in interviews before, but when people say, you know, I'm a fast learner, that's really hard to quantify. What do you mean you're a fast learner? Like mm-hmm. you can learn a new board game in 30 minutes or you can read a book in two days. Like what is, first of all, what is fast to you? And are is your personality even set up to, is, is your personality a fit for what you're doing, or is it going to require you a little bit more time because this is more of an organized, uh, an organized role and you have some good organization skills, you're a driven leader, but you really have to up your organization skills to be a part of uh, this role specifically. It's really hard to tell that. Um, I know that's not a yeah. behavior, but that's something that people say. And I, and I started off talking about pride because I think people pride themselves on being a quick learner when in actuality, there's no real way to to um, to quantify that. What what is quick? Yeah. And it, how do you know you're going to be a fast learner at this? It's not the same uh, adaptation as music or um, as you know lawn care, sweeping chimneys, whatever the case might be. All that stuff is yeah. There are different disciplines, and so you don't know if you're going to be the right fit for that or not. This week's episode of The Strategic Marketer is brought to you by the Brand Compass course. If you're looking to take your marketing services side hustle to the next level, the Brand Compass course is for you. In the course, you're going to learn how to identify your ideal customers, 
and narrow down to serve a niche market. Then you're gonna learn how to productize your offering so that it's easier for customers to understand exactly what you do for them. And then you're gonna put all of this information into a one-page messaging guide. That way you can use your customer's language to speak exactly to their pain points and problems every single time. Check out the show notes for a link to the course. What's the biggest mistake you see companies make when they're hiring for a marketing role? That's a good question. And that's why you asked it. What's what's the biggest mistake? You know, I, when I've done like job fairs or career fairs because um, being involved with Amazon, it's a, it's a growing, a huge market that's just growing every single day. There's been a lot of venture capital that's come into the space within the past year. And so that's made it even more exciting to the media, mm. uh, other people. And I, I but I want to be an advocate for, hey, you know, you might be doing digital marketing and you may have no clue that Amazon is a path that you could pursue and have a long career in marketplaces in general. So, but when I go to those, I, I might have a group of, of kids um, from freshman to senior at the job fairs. And I say, you know, they're like, what are you looking for in an interview? And I just say, what I'm looking for may not be typical because I'm not a, I'm not a big company. I'm not a corporation. My yeah. approach to, I'm not going to say my approach to interviewing or hiring is unique. Um, but I'm not looking so much for, tell me what happened in your last job. I'm also trying to pick up on if I say, here's a, a very open-ended question, what are you going to share with me? And what does that actually mean about yourself? Because a lot of times you could be trying to flip something that you're insecure about and lead with that, that you're... So I'm trying to pick up different behavior patterns and and just see what our okay. rapport is like as well. Because that, that, I guess that culture word again is important to me. So... um. You know, I think, and, be, and because skill set is so important, I guess what I, it is, skill set is important, but it's not as important as um, personality or or attitude, I guess I would say. So I think, yeah. you know, I say all that to say, I don't know if the same mistakes that I'm making or have made would be the same mistakes as other people, but I would say people going after skill set more specifically and not seeing is this person going to work well with the three people in this department? Because um, they may not. You were like, oh, they're going to be a good fit for the company overall. But I know our accountants, yeah. um, Kevin and the other two accounts. I can't remember what their names are. Um, Angela and um, one other guy in the office. That's what I'm quoting. Um, they uh, they're very quiet and they're very subdued. And bringing this person in with a lot of energy could actually break the group. I need someone that's going to have a little bit of energy, but that's not going to overcharge them. So I think it would just be ignoring what we've said is important is what's what's their fit within the group. So you could have a really skilled, ultra high achiever who sounds perfect for the role because of their skills and what they've done in the past. And, you know, they're going to like come in and transform everything about the company or the department or whatever but potentially they could end up causing you causing more harm than good if they 
ruffle too many feathers or don't mesh with the other people that you have there that, um, you know, are, are really good fits for your company. Yeah. You send an ultra high achiever. And if you have a group of not low achievers, but people who numbers are not the only thing. And then you bring someone that's very driven on very specific metrics that, um, they believe are most important. Maybe that's a good clash that needs to happen because you need the people on your team who aren't looking as strongly at metrics to care more about them. And you also need this person to be the best fit for the role. You know that they're going to need to adjust them so that you couldn't be intentionally placing someone there. But if you get, you know, two really, really polar opposites, something could, could break that doesn't need to to be broken. Oh, that, that makes sense. Yeah. And I've kind of experienced it a little bit in my, uh, I've had a little bit more limited experience in hiring people than you have, but definitely it's interesting to see, um, even overlooking certain people based on their immediate, the way they immediately present themselves in an interview. I would hire attitude over skillset any day. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's interesting because it's, yeah, it's just easy to overlook things in an interview based on somebody's uh, either resume or their immediate, like, how good they are at communicating in an interview versus those underlying characteristics, the underlying qualities that are a little bit harder to get out of some people, especially more introverted people in an interview. And it's really easy to overlook potentially your best people or the people who would be the best fit just because they're uh, not as good at writing a resume and they're not as good at Yeah, they're just unrefined. Maybe they just need some help questions. in certain regards. And I would say some of the worst yeah. interviews or most unlikely interview situations or job opportunity situations have have proved to uh, bring out the best people and people that I thought this is going to be a slam dunk. They were not a slam dunk at all. And I don't say, you know, just look for what's not ordinary and that's going to be the person. I don't think there's a formula because I've even thought this. I don't think there's a formula for if you get this answer and then you get this answer and then this person does this, then they're the right, they're the right fit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone might be the right fit for right now. And I, and I said, I would always hire attitude I'd much rather hire attitude than skill set. And that's true most of the time. However, there are times, and I think we had talked about this before, where I need someone that has a skill set that's ready to go. And they can come in and help me because I don't have the time to train them or no one's going to be able to to train them more in the role if they're if they're a rookie. They need to have a certain level of experience. So again, it's the timing of your of your company, of your business, what stage you at, if you're clear, if you're honest with yourself about your stage and, you know, don't just say, I I always say attitude first. Some people may have an okay attitude and that can be improved upon. Um, It might be more more difficult than, or maybe they have a great attitude, but they just need something just needs to be tweaked, a a small little paradigm shift, which I know I, I have often, I think of things, someone presents something in a different way and I go, oh yeah, I didn't, I never thought about it like that, but I think that's actually good. And so I'm going to choose to do that now. Um, and again, that's just like openness being open to, to learn, but like someone, uh, an advertiser on my team who's now an account manager, uh, I interviewed her in the middle of COVID. She was in Italy. It was right when it was just ravaging through Italy and and people were dying left and right. And her interview mm. went terribly. And and honestly, it didn't go that bad. She thought it went a lot worse than um than I ultimately thought. But I knew she knew what she was talking about because I asked some questions and there was a lot of um 
yeah, sorry, I'm just having a really hard time concentrating. But the things she said mm. that I picked up on, she was still relatable. It wasn't like she was yelling at us. She was just like apologizing. I'm sorry, you know, just kind of a crazy time. And so she was very human in the the role, which mm. I appreciated. And she was really honest, which I also yeah. appreciated. But the questions I asked her about advertising, I knew she knew. I ended up, mm. uh, whenever I interview, I like to interview a, a bunch of people and I like to interview early as opposed to late, which would, might drive some people crazy. They want the job right now. And sometimes they'll say, I know I have an opening coming up in a couple months. You know, you don't need to wait for us, but I'm wanting to see what is available and what's out there. Yeah. And um, she had great answers, didn't hire right away. So I put her in a pool of people, hired two gentlemen. Um, both of them didn't work out. Went to her, hired her. She's now gone from an advertiser to an account manager. Has become a really, really integral wow. part of my business and it being successful. Uh, it would not be where it is today without her. Um, and her interview was was not great. So I, I don't know that there's a perfect. I don't know that there's a perfect formula. And, and maybe people at Amazon, uh, you know, I'm referencing Amazon because we interact with them a lot. Maybe people at Amazon would say, right. we've got this interview thing down to a science. And maybe that's true. And maybe they've got the resources to yeah, interview the five corporations people. and stuff are a little different. Right. I mean, you get to a point where it is harder to be able to interview for the things you're talking about because the company's so big. Someone's going to have to play multiple roles too. Maybe you don't have the role as defined as it needs to be. And some people can jump in and help define that. And others you're yeah. going to realize, and I've realized that I didn't define this enough for them. And that's part of the reason why they failed. Strategic Marketer is brought to you in part by Thrive Themes. Thrive Themes is a killer visual WordPress editor. They've also recently launched editable themes so that you can edit every element of your WordPress theme. You can create amazing landing pages that are beautiful and conversion focused. They've built all of their products around helping you convert more leads into customers. You can find out more about Thrive Themes by clicking the link in the show notes. You alluded earlier to some questions that would be more of the experience-based interviewing. So talking about what somebody's done before and trying to get them to kind of quantify that. Um, do you feel like that's a, an effective way to go or... Or would you take a different approach? It's a, it's a pretty standard way of looking at things. I don't necessarily want to. I think you should know standards and abide by them, not when it's convenient, but when you you, you need to. Um, I'm a little bit of a rebel, so I like to be disobedient. Um, I'm working on being more obedient in my in my <laughs> life, but um, I I would say. It's very standard to say, tell me about a time when you had a conflict with someone. And people are expecting that. They're preparing for that. And what I'm looking for is authenticity in someone. If someone could say, yeah, I didn't, I actually didn't get this right. And I lost this client in something. But I actually realized that something, something, something. I prefer that than we landed the client. I got a seven-figure deal, blah, 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 blah. Because that's the that's the best possible scenario. And I don't expect yeah. every single day to be the best possible scenario. When I bring people on my team, I tell them, I'm expecting you to make mistakes. That's okay. It's when you make the same mistake over and over again, and you're not learning from that, that's when there's an issue with 
you in this role. But if you're making a mistake and you learn from that and grow, and we're honest with from how I run my business, if we're honest with clients and say, look, we didn't get this listing uploaded in time. And so the listing stayed suppressed longer than it should have. Here's what we've done to fix that. Um, and mm. you know, moving forward, we're going to follow this system in order to make that happen. I, you know, that works majority of the time saying, look, we made a mistake. We're human. We aired, we have fixed yeah. it. And we're not going to see that as an issue moving forward. If we kept making the same mistake over and over, then someone should probably fire us because we weren't learning from, from what right. we we're doing. And that's going to cost them, you know, opportunity of revenue, Absolutely. all that kind of stuff. So I, I think, I don't think it's, well, uh, some... I don't think it's the best way to go about interviewing people. I'm looking for more like, Hey, tell yeah. me about, sometimes I've said, what does the word feedback mean to you? And based on what they say and what they share with me, that tells me a little bit about, about their personality. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't think it's the best way to go about doing things. Although it is standard, I would say, you know, yeah. sometimes I've just said, you know, if, if I said, Hey, here's a, um, someone is not listening to you on the team. And you said this, like, how do you even handle or approach that? I want it to be more conversational because I feel like it's going to put yeah. them at ease and they're going to give more of an honest answer. Yeah. So maybe you could give me just like two or three example questions that you would ask somebody that kind of go beyond the, your typical, okay, I looked at your resume, saw that you did X, Y, and Z. Tell me more about what you did to achieve those goals or, you know, like you were saying, tell me about a time when you had conflict, what are some alternative questions that you like to ask? And I understand it depends on the role and stuff, but just a general idea. So I ask a a very, I actually, well, I ask two questions to, to everybody in the same way, but they're like, when I ask about conflict, I, I put that, I frame that situation differently for each person. Maybe it's similar. But I frame that differently depending upon the person, depending upon how the conversation's going. But especially for if I'm hiring for like an account manager and I know that they're going to have to launch brands or they're going to have to do stuff from start to finish, I give them a very open-ended question and say, okay, let's say I have this brand of um, diapers and they're organic and that doesn't really matter, but they're uh, you know the, the best possible diapers for your baby's bottom. Um, and they're brand new on Amazon. What do you do? How do you launch them? And I leave it very mm. open-ended for them because I know if they just say, we're going to look at keywords and listing content and all this stuff, and then we're going to start advertising that it's very task-based, they're not going to be looking at it from a strategy level. And what I would mm. want, if you if you hear this and you want to get a job with us, I'm going to give you a secret on on how to do well in an interview for this position. And if they say, well, first I want to look, I want to talk with them, know more about the brand. I want to know what are their goals. And then we start creating a plan. Now I know there's going to be a strategic component that I want to be there that if they had just said Mm. all these different tasks that of course we do for every single client, but it's the strategy. And by strategy, I just mean, hey, we're not going to bid super high on these type of keywords because we know they're going to be really expensive and you don't have the budget to go after that. So we're going to take more, yeah. you know, low and slow approach. I mean, strategy doesn't have to be complex. And if anything, strategy with Amazon is very simple, but the execution, the devil's in the details. The execution is where a lot of people go wrong. They don't know how to 
effectively adjust things to get that simple strategy to be effective. So I ask people, you know, how would you manage a brand? I leave that pretty open-ended. One of the other questions that I ask people, and I tell them, I ask everybody this, what makes, like, why should we hire you? And I don't mean that in a, like, well, why should we hire you? This is an exclusive club, but, you know, of course, skill set is important, but what's the thing that's going to put you over the top that makes you different than everybody else? What's your differentiator? And so if they're able to yeah. quantify that, um, if they're able to even qualify that, do they know what their differentiator is? How can they quantify that to me? And w- what are the things that they bring up? I think that's very telling about the person. So I asked those two very specific questions. When it comes to conflict, I try to go in very conversationally and say, um, especially in our line of work, if they're a freelancer or hiring as a contractor, I'm like, everybody knows that there's those clients that just have unrealistic expectations. They expect yeah. hockey stick growth, the whoop, and, um, or maybe it's yeah. like this, but they expect it to just go up really quickly. They're like, have you ever had any clients like that? And um, they'll say, oh yeah. And I, st- I start to have them unpack it. And I'll say, this person wanted this. Okay. And I just said, well, what did you tell them? And had them walk me through what what actually happened. Again, it's more conversational. They're more relaxed. And I feel like I get more of an honest answer from them. And they're like, well, you know, eventually I just said, we can't do this and we stopped working with them. Okay, well, maybe that was the answer I was looking for. Maybe it wasn't, depending upon this role. But I can ask a very uh, job-appropriate question and just get an honest response from them. Yeah, we're kind of getting to the to the um, end here. So you can don't have to go into too much detail on this, but uh, if to round it out here, what are some practical steps? And I want you to answer this from two different angles. What are some practical steps that marketing leaders should take when they go to interview somebody to be more successful, things they should be considering? And then the second one is what should marketing people looking to be hired? You know, what are some things that, that they should do or be thinking about when they're going to look for a new That's job. great. And I can give you really simple answers. The first answer um, is define what the right person looks like before you go into the interview. What what are you looking for? Um, if the person does you know these three things, we know that they're going to be a good fit because they're talking about the things that are important to us. Um, so just define what success looks like going in, just like you would with clients on, on a project. And then to answer the latter question, the the interviewee should should research the company, find out more, not just about what they do, but maybe about the environment for two reasons. One is, if you want to get the job, use language that mirrors what they're talking about. If you know you're the right fit, there's nothing wrong with helping people see that you're the right fit and kind of coaxing them into that. You, you That's what you want to do. You want to say, I'm the right fit. Especially if you're a marketer, you should be practicing that in your interview. And the second reason is... absolutely. Maybe you see the culture and you want to be a part of it, but then when you experience the interview, it's not what you want. Then you can say, these two things aren't lining up and I don't want this role. So just research the mm. company. You know, Even an hour of research beforehand would give you a better understanding of how, it, how it's going to be. And, and if it's a big company, reach out to other people at the company and just ask them like, hey, what's your experience? I'd love to know more about this. No, oh, that's great. I really appreciate... Um yeah, that's that's really practical from from both ends. So I really appreciate that, and um, had a blast having you on the show, having this conversation. It really is helpful to be thinking through these things. I mean, for marketing people to 
move out of, you know, maybe a more tactical role and into more leadership and more of a becoming more of a strategic marketer, it's important to understand hiring people. And um, I would say learn leadership make over break your success in order to, to grow in your marketing role. I mean, like marketing is going to you're going to need to know that. But if you pick up something that talks about being a leader as opposed to a manager, that's going to take you a lot further. Absolutely. No, so this is great for people who are moving more, you know, wanting to move further in their marketing careers to be yeah. able to understand hiring and, and that process. So, yeah, thanks so much for joining the show. You're welcome. What's a good way for people to connect well, with you? I was going to give you my personal cell, but I think I decided against that. Actually, you could find it on the web if you wanted to. It's not that hard. Um, <laughs> just find me on LinkedIn, um, Michael Marr. My my actual URL is um, I'm Michael Marr. And you can also just go to my agency, Cartology's website which is thinkcartology.com. That's not the name of the business, but when you need help on Amazon, we want you to think Cartology, which is the cartology.com URL was taken. So what are you going to do? Got to come up with something different. Marketing 101, come up with something <laughs> different that pitching at a different angle. But either one of those places, um, you could act, you can access me. You can even email me, michael at thinkcartology.com. I'll respond to you. If, if you have a question, you want to talk more about Amazon, whatever the case might be, now you can reach me there. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll definitely link to those in the show notes. Cool. And also we've had some great conversations in the past. We've been friends for a while. So always love Yeah, I've enjoyed it, man. I'm happy to, we should, I was going to say we should just grab coffee again soon. Yeah, let's do it. And if you, uh, if you're listening in, you ever get a chance to rub shoulders with Michael or, or grab a coffee with him, I highly recommend it. I would be totally open to that and I'll pay too. There you go. Free coffee. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to yeah, my free you're, you're welcome to <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, man. We'll catch, catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to The Strategic Marketer wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you could do me a personal favor and hit five stars on the rating, you don't have to leave a full review. Just hit five stars. It would really help me out. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Strategic Marketer.